Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Sopranos podcast. Hot mics. Hot mics. As you know, Beauty's ears are smoking. We do. We be doing it. Adjust the levels. Adjust the levels. As always, my name is Joe Spellman, and this is. I don't want to be here if that fuck Phil is here. (laughs) And this is. Uh, Sorry, this is the hairdo. <laughs> I forgot to say it. The hairdo. Oh, yeah. That's the Jerry hairdo. Jerry Torciano. Jerry Torciano. David Feud Torciano. <laughs> I think we should start calling Professor Polly the hairdo. The hairdo. <laughs> yeah, it's ironic. Yeah, it's yeah. ironic because I'm bald. I quit the podcast. <laughs> it's a hairdo. It, I guess you could call that a hairdo. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Hey, season 6A. Season We're here. Six. We made it. Six we made it. A. 6A. Do you guys, uh, let me ask you, do you guys consider uh, 6A and 6B separate seasons or one one in the same? I guess I like to consider them separate seasons just so I feel like there are seven seasons. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I think, that, I think, I, I think structurally they are for all intents and purposes, two separate seasons. I yeah. think the reason that they're called 6A and 6B is because HBO is cheap and contractually right. they didn't need to like raise the actors salaries another season's worth of episodes or something cuz it was cuz 6B is 9 episodes 6A is 12 which are both under the typical 13 of of the Sopranos episodes but right. yeah but arc wise story wise 6B is 9 episodes is 9 episodes okay. yeah 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 uh 9 of the greatest episodes i think but the, all that to say 6a is is pretty mixed in terms of like fans pretty, reactions yeah, yeah. yeah. uh well, we get you know a, a lot of i feel like especially recently i've met a lot of people that despise the kevin finnerty stuff the kevin finnerty stuff which which spans multiple episodes i mean if you don't like the dream stuff in the sopranos yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to like some more vibes it's probably uh, because like you know test stream was the last season they're too close it's a lot of uh, dreams close, slash. Mom. Sorry, dreams. <laughs> no, 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 it's, oh. it's a Chappelle show. No, oh. too close. Go. I thought you were too, too close, close to the mic. Too close. Yeah. Too close. I saw you adjusting the levels, dude. I want to, but uh, but yeah, it's it's you know within three episodes or whatever, we're back in like dreamland. But yeah. but the, all that, but you know the Kevin Finnerty stuff is is not necessarily a dream, which we could get into the next episode. Yes. But also people were not fans, to say the least, about the veto storyline this season. <laughs> sure. Uh, Johnny Cakes and, and all that. And then I also I, think... I never, oh, I, th- oh, I thought I, you meant the I, new wardrobe. <laughs> I never... Uh, I never have thought of it, but yeah, now if you put it, like, take, take it, like, or, like, say that, oh, this season had the that weird dream coma stuff and and the veto thing yeah you know your average meathead is gonna be like what the fuck 
the whole season overall is is more like avant-garde and and sort of they they were they were purposefully trying to break free of of some tropes and some some other previously uh things that that um more traditional star- storytelling, I think. Um, the op- you know the opening of the well, yeah. Let's let's season, let's get yeah. into it. So we're yeah. covering members only. This is a season mm. six A episode one, written by Terrence Winter, who won an e- Emmy for outstanding writing this this episode. Did that surprise you? That surprised me when we'll I saw that today. Yeah. Hey, hey, the you know. The people that give out the awards, they love sad shit, dude. You know, so. <laughs> True. Directed by Tim Van Patten, originally aired March twelfth, two thousand six. I was just about to graduate. Oh college. shit! Oh, we are so dude. close um, to that date, March. 12th. Oh yeah, hey, we're oh, f- we're f- yes, when we we're recording this. Sixteen years. We're ago. three days away to sixteen years ago. Actually, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen years ago, we're old fucks. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> in case you don't remember this episode, uh, this is uh, the one it's where it's the one with the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going. We're reset. We're going back to season two. <laughs> uh, full leather jacket. No, um, uh, this is the one where Tony and Carm enjoy a new sushi spot. Oh baby, looking good. That sushi looking. The biggest thing that happens this episode. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you gotta remind yourself, it's Jersey. Sushi. It is Jersey. It's Jersey sushi. sushi. Yeah. Uh, Eugene Pontecorvo um, takes a, takes a A or B story. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty prominent this episode. Pretty prominent, yeah. Uh, he gets a two million dollar inheritance and he wants out of the mob, and that doesn't go well. And uh, one of the series' biggest twists slash cliffhangers: Uncle June shoots Tony in the end. Spoiler. Wait, he does. Spoiler. Are there? They don't. Sopranos doesn't really like to leave episodes on cliffhangers. Can you think of any other cliffhangers that like, Chris, ab- Christopher like getting well, shot? Christopher being shot. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Season two. Yeah. yeah, Tony, like, how could this happen? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's but the only other... for a drama. Like, it, it, it's pretty rare. Well, because yeah. they like David Chase, especially, is no, uh, notorious for wanting Hates to that. wrap things up Hates. in 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 one episode, make make each episode feel like its own little contained movie. Right. right. Uh, but this, there was no way out of, and and uh, really shocking. Um, do you guys remember your reactions to <laughs> seeing Uncle June shoot Tony? Yeah, I was fucking shocked. <laughs> yeah, very shocked. I also remember like watching this episode live and being like, "Oh, Eugene is obviously, obviously like th- this is not going to end well for him because it's it's clear that they've given this actor a lot in an episode, and it's like it's a rare time where uh, you know." Most dramas, they do that, and you're like, oh, I know this is ending badly for this person because we've never had them have this much dialogue. Right. right. But, like, especially in this episode, I was like, oh, this, he is fucked. And I got to say, Robert Funaro, the guy who plays Eugene, kills it. Oh, he's, he's great. great. Yeah, He's, he's great. so good. He's an old friend, like childhood friend of James Gandolfini, actually. Yes. Oh, really? Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And also, post some... Some great videos on Instagram of him cooking. Oh, very does good he? Cook. Yeah, yeah very good cook. I don't follow him. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a couple of those. I should. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he does a great job this episode, um, taking taking the spotlight for the short time that he has it. Uh, but yeah, so getting into the season here, the opening is not our usual Tony Soprano shuffling down the driveway to collect his star ledger. At this point, they've. It seems like they've made a conscious decision to just buck everything that they'd done up to the series. At this point, it actually opens on a new character we've never seen before, uh, Agent Goddard, uh, who is uh, Agent um, Harris's new partner in counterterrorism. I guess yep. in the FBI, he opens the season with the line, "Nobody ever went broke underestimating the tastes of the American public." To which uh, Agent Harris immediately responds with him vomiting out the car door. Uh, oh, why do you guys think Chase kicked off the season with that line and that reaction? Uh, I mean, What's, my, what are we my, going for? My here? initial guess is that it's a it's a critic who would <laughs> yeah. say who said that line, right? And that he hated or something. Uh, it's actually a I I believe a philosopher or or some sort of writer. Who, named H.L. Mencken, who wrote okay. the line. Um, but I've heard, I've heard I, of that. Yeah, right? yeah I, th- I, I, think, I, think, I think you're right. I think it's uh, him sort of embracing uh, the fact that the series had been criticized for its violence, especially right, against right. women. And, but 
the fact that it kept getting more popular (laughs) year after year, getting bigger and bigger. I mean, it's even bigger than it was uh, back then today. So, you know, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's pretty much showing his disdain for the uh, audience. Right. I think this is one of like a lot of people argue whether Chase really had disdain for his audience or not. I think this is one of the biggest arguments that you can put forward. And the fact that, you know, he was making a commentary on like, look, we're, there's going to be a lot of violence. There's going to be a lot of sexual violence. There's going to be a lot of tits. There's going to be a lot of wax. There's going to be a lot of whatever the fuck. And you and fucking doggies are going to eat it up. Yeah, and nobody ever be went a lot broke. Of guys coming into an eyeglass store and taking some Armani glasses, <laughs> on, you know, right. without paying. Oh, man. Right. Uh, I think uh, our friend um, Sean Clements um, probably oh, he, he told the story about <laughs> yeah. That they, actor on, who, on the pod, yeah, on the pod, yeah. Who oh, the guy um, who plays Anthony yeah, Fonte, yeah, who had yeah. an audition, Johnny Sachs' brother-in-law, yeah, who yeah. had an audition he was in, and the the guy the actor's name is Lou Martini Jr. But like he had to <laughs> yes. say his name for a commercial audition, and he's like Lou, Lou Martini, Martini Jr. Jr. <laughs> and I remember Sean like coming back to our apartment and being like, "This is a fucking hilarious name." Willing to shave. <laughs> hey. He nails it. When oh, I when I watched this, really, I thought yeah, I thought he's in a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, like yeah. there's York, a couple New sort York of show. like um, I forget what it's called, but just like you know they like false, they lead you down like wrong paths here because you you think that he's gonna have a bigger part in the series yep. in this season, right? And then also Murmur, the guy who plays Murmur, uh, you think is gonna. Have, I know he's great. Uh, Chris's AA sponsor is going to have a bigger part in the series, especially because I remember reading like in the press about, you know, when the, when the press got uh, the first like three or four episodes of, of the season to review, like they were talking about this guy who plays murmur uh, and they were like, is this the new Richie April or Ralphie Cifaretto? And like, and, uh, dude, the press went crazy yeah, for Murmur. Not like, quite. And David no. Chase was like, guess what? I'm going right. to fucking swing away <laughs> from that. But also, do you guys remember how long the wait was between the seasons? Yes. It was it was actually 21 months. That's crazy. Between the All Due Respect, which we covered a couple weeks ago, uh, and members only. So almost two years. I only judge that because I remember where I was living in between that time. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I like I went through two different apartments in Manhattan, and then I was living in Astoria by the time this season So All aired, Due Respect... So. Uh, when that air, air uh, air uh that was that was like two thousand or May like, two thousand four two thousand no I believe no, it was two thousand five and this was like late two thousand or no, no March said, March oh six uh, Mar- Mar- oh yeah March no, yeah so yeah it would yeah. have been two thousand four oh yeah you're right you're yeah right. yeah uh, yeah it would have been like June two thousand four right. Um. Yeah. Just crazy, especially back then. So long like, to wait. I know. Unheard of to wait between they just uh, seasons. Did not do it. like t- 2005. Nothing aired. Uh, right. Yeah, especially like with with dramas back then on network TV. Like you needed to have tw- uh, like, and those those were like 20 something episodes of TV. Like you needed a. There was no break. Uh, but obviously, Sopranos is a different breed. It benefited from the breathing room the writers had to craft the season. Yep. I love this season. I, I, I think it's. I do too. I, there's. Look. Oh, yeah. Me too. I, we all do. I, I think Come the Vito storyline has aged quite well. I also yeah. love the Kevin Finnerty stuff just because that's. I'm, I'm Professor Polly. Why wouldn't I? But, like. Well, even outside of, like, the, um, the interesting, like, intellectual aspect to it. It's also just like fascinating to watch Gandolfini play Kevin Finnerty. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's so. You hear great. him without his Jersey accent and like. It's great. <laughs> that's how he really spoke, which, right. which is so jarring. But, yeah. um, but yeah, there is, there's a lot to dive into this season. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the opening bucks the tradition of Tony in the driveway at the Star Ledger with the opening montage of Seven Souls by yep. Bill Laswell, featuring William S. Burroughs reading from his novel, The Western Lands. We get a whole... It's sort of reminiscent of the season two opener. It was a very good year. Yeah. Where we yeah. Where we, were reintroduced to all these characters. People, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, so it has been like close to two years between seasons for us. It has also been close to two years for the characters in the show. Uh, you know, Janice and Bobby have a new daughter. Uh, Bobby's suddenly into trains now. <laughs> um, 
Janice seems to really, really love being a mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is with it? I mean, I, I love the uh, like the Rolling Stones like kissy tattoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you see the baby suckling at her teeth, and then but like her, she is not happy. It seems this kid oh. always wanting the boob. <laughs> They're hungry. Oh, yeah. We need to feed them. Yes. Um, we get Meadow. She's still with Finn. She's doing a little dance for him. Also, in the in the poem, it it says the it's guardian, the guardian angel, angel. Yeah, yeah. Which I've made a previous argument yeah, the, for the each, Meadow being Tony's guardian angel on each, this podcast. But right, I mean, yeah. yeah, the each each thing in that song or spoken word, whatever, is like, um, there's like a vignette corresponds with whatever yeah. he's talking about. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So like AJ is is the devil, like blah, blah blah, and he's doing like the the. I don't know. He's sticking out his tongue and giving like the rock sign to his Nokia phone. And he's very happy with the results of that picture for some reason. Hell yeah. (laughs) But like it says like the heart treacherous and it shows George W. Bush and then, and then uh, Ray Ray, Curdo working out and his heart gives out later this episode. Right. Right. Then of course we have Vito. He lost all the weight. This is because, the actor Joe Ganascoli was on Celebrity Fit Club or whatever the fuck on VH1 between seasons, and he lost a ton of weight. <laughs> so they had to write it in. Uh, I love later later on when Vito's I mean they wrote it in great. Yeah, it, it, everybody's it's, so fucking. It's, you know he's annoyed. He's so annoyed. It's like so, it's so realistic as somebody who lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask fucking Hesh's uh, uh, daughter. To get him hot water with lemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her fucking husband is like fucking. You want it. the Atkins? <laughs> yeah, it's the Atkins, right? Yeah, parasite uh, actually. Uh, then we have um, uh, Carmela dreaming of Adriana in her spec house, which there's some weird connection. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Like what? Are, what they're exactly trying to say? But if you remember the end of Long Term Parking, you know. There's that moment at the end of the episode where it pans down from the trees. We're expecting it to be the place where Silvio killed Adriana, and it's actually Tony and Carm at the site of where her eventual spec house will be. Now we get Carm's dream of her in her half-built spec house talking to the ghost of Adriana, and she's saying, like, I'm worried all the time, you know? Yep. And, and and that sort of sets the tone for, like, the series, and she wakes up in the middle of the night just like, struck by that but um also it's interesting that she just happens to like kind of re-strike up her friendship with Ange. yes you yeah. know yeah which who, is really who funny. also whose husband also got fucking murdered so it's like i it, it almost feels like she's reaching out to her like right. to connect somehow to somebody who maybe understands like like someone else who uh, like very clearly got whacked understands yeah. you know? like yeah like being understands, a rat right and, and uh and know, she's betraying an independent the family woman now what's that yeah she's an independent woman now she's she got, is yeah she's got her, caramel uh, jelly her her vet yeah she's um, also listed in the opening credits yeah, yeah which is interesting but only only noticed. for the episodes that she's in this season interesting so she's not like principal cast but uh but yeah i i, I mean Tony Kalem as Angie Bompensiero is is great. Great to see her again. She's also yep. a, a writer on the show. But yep. Let's get into the actual oh, episode. So. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she <laughs> argued for that. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she, she bargained Maybe, for the Maybe, I guess. But so the, the final line of the poem is like the remains or something, and it cuts to Tony digging the in the backyard of uncle June who, since we last saw him in all due respect, you know, this is kind of that sad scene where he, where Tony realized he couldn't consult uncle June about his predicament with Tony B. And he sort of like leaves. Now we see June's dementia has, has consumed him quite a bit in the past couple of years. He's knucklehead Smith as, as Tony says, but, uh, but he's actually trying to dig up, uh, no, he, he's trying to dig up some $40,000 from, wherever the fuck some some hall in the 70s uh but but junior's very paranoid about pussy malanga yep. who is the guy who he was aiming to kill in the pilot episode yep uh tony ended up blowing At up Vesuvia. Yeah. yeah yeah he's been dead six years tony says i should dig him up already uh bobby and janice show up with the new baby uh and and janice ends up talking to tony about moving uncle june to green grove where livia stayed and tony's 
against it. Why do you think is why do you think Tony's so against this now? Like, because he he sees that place as like like a source of be- terrible memories. <laughs> like, yeah, where that, where his mother ultimately made the decision to try to have him killed. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, but it's which, also. Yeah, I mean that, and like he's the boss kind of still. Right. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you yeah. can't put him at like a, a nursing home. Right. I did. I did love uh, them rolling into uh, juniors, and Buck, as uh, Joe will understand this, but like him trying to explain to Tony, like, oh, with the car scene and like this and that, like it takes forever. Like it's like, yeah, I like I identify with that. And he's like, Tony, you remember from when he was like. No, I never did that shit. <laughs> I was all calm. Yeah, but back in 2006, picture of fatherhood for 2022, yeah. a little yeah, easier. You know, true. snaps in. Uh, true. Then we cut to Phil and Johnny in the can. Johnny Sack, obviously, at the end of uh, season five finale, went away mm-hmm. uh, after he was ratted on. Phil has been more or less acting boss while Johnny's in the can, and we learn that. You know, things haven't necessarily festered uh, between New York and New Jersey. In fact, they're sort of on good terms at this point. Phil has buried the hatchet at the request of John, but, you know, between the 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 death of his younger brother, you know, he says, you know, I'll, I'll never forget it, but out of respect to you, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of, I'll do business with the Sopranos. Yeah. Um, we know that doesn't last too long, but yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Bing, Eugene brings tony some watches he tells him he's got this inheritance from his his aunt uh who is uh, victor borga's agent <laughs> uh, or was married to victor borga's agent <laughs> so he's getting two mil uh nice for him that's sweet borga money and where did what, what, what did where did the money like victor borga's agent made that money probably like where did well, that i assume it was he, like he was he was married like, to his aunt yeah right so like no, he Victor Borges agent has no outlived, relatives. Outlived. Well, she maybe outlived, she outlived him. him and so then, she and took then the she money, had this and money. She inherited. And I think she, they would be upset, you know, like. <laughs> and they had no children, I guess maybe. Well, I imagine Eugene's wife might begin a letter, uh, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, but this is so Eugene to this point has been like sort of like just the guy in the background. Um, sort of like one of the guys at Satrials in the Bang. He hasn't had a prominent storyline. You know, he uh, he he smacks little Polly in the face with a Snapple bottle at the at the uh, Esplanade site, and that's about it. Eugene uh, the Carvo, he's so sweet. He did he did get made with Christopher though. Yeah, which you know you got to remember that that uh, ominous bird that was in the window. How did? Both those stories end for both of those people who got <laughs> right, made that day. Right. It might have been accurate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but so this is an interesting story. You immediately sort of get invested in it, even though you, you haven't like spent a lot of time with Eugene in the forefront. You know, him trying to get out on an inheritance. Like, that's an interesting sort of conundrum for the mob. And Tony right. off the bat is like, you know, there's no retiring from this. Uh, you took an oath. What and about Johnny Bananas? Then? Joe, yeah. bananas. Joe Bananas. Joe Bananas. I mean, uh, yeah, Johnny, yeah. What about Johnny Bananas Johnny on bananas uh, the challenge? challenge? Actually, I probably uh, should have looked it up. I don't seven know. Seven-time challenge champion. <laughs> Johnny Bananas. There's no... Tony's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Bananas, you can go. Uh, yeah, right. Johnny Bananas, there's no getting out of the challenge, dude. You could take a season off, but yeah. you're, you'll <laughs> yeah. never get yeah. out. You're pushing 40? <laughs> yeah. No, man. You're going to do this you and CT doing bananas. this forever. No, Joe Bonanno is, of course, the the like the the head of the Bonanno crime family in New York, one of the five families, I, I guess he retired. I don't know. He was, wasn't, he, he, wasn't he the guy that got killed with the cigar still in his mouth? No, in Brooklyn? I think, um, I don't know. no, that was another guy that was, um, fuck. I can't remember it, but you fans know, you yeah. know, you <laughs> should write us in. Mafia yeah, heads. In. Uh, but, but no, I don't think he was killed. I think he, I, or maybe he was killed eventually, di- but he had, <laughs> apparently he had retired at first. I think he lived to be old, basically. Oh, so that's so that's loosely that's a, a story loosely based on right. Joe he Bonanno. may it might have been the guy who actually, uh, or maybe this was Lucky Luciano, but had retired to Italy to evade you know the American government or whatever. Mm. But but essentially, there is some precedent, and Tony's still like, eh, you know, 
whatever. But because they go so far back, he's like, you know, fucking Y.O. basketball. Yeah, C.Y.O. basketball. Yeah, like he's like, you know. Whoa, whoa, Y.O. basketball? Dude, that's racist. <laughs> he's fucking Y.O.'s. <laughs> uh, but immediately we go back to the Pontecorvos, and he's like, do I know my psychology or what? I gave him the watches. This is a fucking done deal. <laughs> Uh, we find out yeah, Eugene's job. son is a drug addict. And this is part of the reason why he and his wife want to relocate. They just want to like uproot this. Kid I have a right him. to know who your friends are. Yeah, it was a, that <laughs> was so particularly a there. bad line. That's like a yeah. lifetime movie. Uh, yeah, very cheesy. Uh, and then like, I mean, eh, do we? There's like fucking five minutes of nothing happening, and then he throws the fucking like glass <laughs> against the wall. It's like yeah. you don't need it. Yeah, he gets, I gotta he, say, he, I gotta he say, he goes though. from zero to sixty real quick, right yeah. there. Hey, I'm that's Eugene out. though. That's Eugene, you guys. True. If I saw him uh, put He's the Snapple bottle man. on little Polly's face that's uh, true. You're in right. two seconds, You're right. no, but I forgot. I, I gotta say, props to. Um, I should have looked up her name, but the the woman who plays his wife because she could have very easily been stereotypical Hammy. Jersey yeah, housewife, yeah. like like bent out of shape, like oh your master's fucking his voice, master's like voice. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But she, yeah, it's like she, very more, like much more subdued, right? And she kept like the accent and she kept all the signature Jersey stuff, but she made it she made it real in a way that like somebody like. And not to slight this actress, but like Jojo Palmis and, and, yeah, and right. you know, other mob wives are a little more cartoonish and a little more. She I, she she hit all those marks. And she also, I, I, for me, it felt more real. Damn, Goliath. Goliath, really. Uh, uh, so if you're listening this, to this, this, uh, this hit this me yeah, up. Yeah, she was she was not, you know, well, sli- trying to slide up into her DMs. Not you know. something to bet. Fiance's out of town yeah, for one yeah, week. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh. I know what Ooh. I know what you're doing later when we leave. Oh, uh, Mrs. Put on this episode. Put on this episode again. <laughs> Jerk off to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his best yeah. voice. <laughs> And we're real submissive like that. Uh, uh, then we laid came down. David Yerman watches. Laid, laid down and crying. Hey guys, Tears not, I, I gotta, I gotta keep this episode moving. So not anything about like what we're talking about. Uh, Nori Sushi, Carmen Tone have a new favorite oh, restaurant. Baby, did you ever think you'd see uh, Tony Soprano eating some sushi? No, no. After he razzed Uncle June about eating sushi uh, south of the border. One. I mean, he's so progressive, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, basically, I, I feel like the scene was, was to establish that, yes, after Tony and Carm reconciled at the end of season five, things are going pretty good for between them. Like, yeah. you get the sense yeah. that, like... They have this new restaurant they like to go to together. <laughs> they like yeah. to it's stuff their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't just go to Vesuvio. Well, yeah. also this episode, we, we they set up that Vesuvio is getting a little old. Right. Uh, Chris is like, I could recite this menu in my sleep and... Yep. Now, where'd you get this bread? The, the bread, bread museum? museum? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which sets up uh, uh, episode, I think, seven, six this this season, Luxury Lounge. Still, uh, still hard five on fucking bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, we get Carmen still building her spec house. She wants Tony to lean on the guy to reverse the stop work order. Um, she talks a little about uh, Adriana, how she had a dream about her. Uh, Tony's dodging question after question by shoving sushi in his mouth. Um, and they talk about how lucky they are. And yeah. I, I think that's sort of one of the like big points of the episode. It's, it's really to set up how well things are going for Tony after everything that happened with New York and Phil, like things are swept under the rug, even with the Jerry Torciano shit, you know, Vito has stepped up. He's a big earner. Now he's making big bucks for the family. Carm and he are in a good spot. Meadow is in a good spot. AJ's at college. Like things are going good for Tony Soprano. And he even says, you know, forty piece, forty dollars for a piece of fish that just flew in first class. Like we're more than lucky. Yeah. And then by the end of the episode, this all comes tumbling down. You know. But yeah, I, I think that's sort of the, like throughout the episode, there's things that like work. The universe is working in Tony Soprano's favor. Um, we cut to Brooklyn. Hesh and his son-in-law Eli, outside. Yeah, the, getting down some Chinese. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know that's probably the best Chinese, like in, in fucking in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. These these Jews know where the where the Chinese spots are, right? Yeah, yeah. you got You got to hit up the spots that have the the ducks hanging in the window. Those, yeah. those oh, are yeah. real. Oh, for real. The place around the corner from my grandmother's in Sheepshead Bay that was the, 
the best. We would like we would go like a lot of Sundays. Our family would go. But and uh, was it like legit like dim sum and shit like that or like yeah, was it yeah yeah dim but sum, was it like American you know, Chinese takeout food like it's like a hybrid of I mean, like Hunan I mean, and like uh like yeah American it's all American shit. Chinese yeah. you know I mean they're like in that neighborhood especially they're they're catering to fucking white people like, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's it wasn't a Chinese neighborhood yeah but oh actually. Uh, eventually it was uh, more Chinese. Well, if but, you have like, but, ducks hanging in the window, like that's that that's seems legit. legit to me. Yeah. But also it's like eh, most Chinese food that's surviving. It's like pizza. You're right. surviving in New York. Like you, you're probably pretty fucking good. So right. a bunch of guys, Jerry from Der- Jerry. We later learned Jerry Torciano's crew, uh, the hairdo, uh, my namesake. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, sticking. Uh, they send some guys after Hesh, and and this is the first time we've seen Hesh in like a physical altercation. It's a little jarring. And then Hesh's son-in-law Eli gets fucking hit and run, struck by a car, Ooh. by a taxi. Ooh. Right. <laughs> well, was it a by taxi? A ta- it was a taxi van. Like, they, and they just kept they going. Just kept going. Just fuck it. Okay, I didn't realize that was a taxi. But yeah, 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 bro. How's that medallion doing now? <laughs> yeah, you gotta sue them. Um, you gotta sue the yeah. city. And we go to Satrials outside. The guys are hanging out outside. We see Vito in his new flashy suit, and we learn here that Vito is. And this is a little retcon because there's no mention of it in season five when Phil Leotardo shows up. But <laughs> spells, what are you doing, babe? It's about half an hour in. Spells got to readjust. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch. Okay. Swing get, uh, yeah, we got it. We yeah. Got it. yeah. Show me yeah. that crotch, man. Yeah. Spells spread eagle right in front of me. Um, basically, uh, they they introduce here that Vito is now Phil's cousin through marriage, which we hadn't known before. Yep. And this sort of sets up uh, Phil's beef uh, later in the season, where Phil has such a you know a, a, a there, problem with Vito. Uh, coming out of the closet and being gay. But there's so, so uh, you know, you talked about all the things that like were like kind of teased in this that mm-hmm. don't actually come to fruition. Yeah, that's one of them. Like Vito kind of tiptoeing around Tony, like kind of having these secret conversations right, with Phil. Right. It seems like they're kind yeah. of conspiring it's behind Tony's back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're definitely but, teasing that. But I do, th- I do think like just the fact that Vito says like. You know, who like, knows where the family could be in right, a couple right. of years? Like he could have, God forbid, he has Tony has a heart attack. I could be the boss of this family. Like, you know, the at the end of the episode, Tony's incapacitated. So it's right. sort of like teases it to that effect. But then, of course, in typical no. Sopranos fashion, well, you know, it takes a like, hard right turn uh, eventually. And but. the same well, with Eugene, like with the blood. Like we we get that purposeful. Like he's got the blood on his face after he shoots. After Teddy, he whacks the guy. Uh, yeah. After he whacks the guy. And then we see like the very purposeful like close up of his fingers right. smearing the blood onto the right. map. Right, right. All Just very... another, like all David Chase bullshit. But also like, like you know, right. you know people. I feel like, like I feel like people were definitely like, you know, pontificating on what what was going to happen like next week. Yeah. You know? Oh and, yeah. Like. Like, well, Vito, yep. they keep fucking pumping up Vito for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But maybe yeah. Vito's going to fucking take over. He like, definitely took You know, a, people uh, probably thought, like, he was dead. It was like, I mean, who gives a shit about Vito? And then all of a sudden, he's talking about being boss. Like, right. you, you, you know yeah. something's up. They're like, they did Eugene that episode. Maybe it's going to be Vito's show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. They, everybody expected Tony to just die after the end of the, this episode. And then Vito <laughs> yeah, is Instead like, of uh, watching Tony eating ice cream, we're just watching Vito eating carrot sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they... Um, this is a sidetrack. But, like, did they um, say what... 6B was going to be already? What do you mean? Like, when this episode aired, did mm. we know that 6B was going to be nine episodes? This was going to be 12? We knew it was going to be 12, yeah. Yeah. But we didn't know, like... But we, we didn't know what 6B we, we, was going to be. Right. No. I mean, that's that's a good point, though, because, you know, we talk about how season one was basically about Tony as a son. Season two was Tony as a brother. Season three was Tony as a father. Season four was Tony as a husband season yep. five was Tony as a boss. This sort of like, like we said at the top of the episode, Buck's like tradition is it's not just about Tony and his relationships. It's about, 
I think it's about, and we'll get into it as we discuss the season further, but I, I think this season's all about, you know, the choices you make as an adult and if you are if you are or are not able to uh, break free of those choices, you know. Um, and that's, that's sort of Vito, you know, uh, case in point. Like, you know, he wants to be, he meets Johnny Cakes. He wants to be a homosexual man. And ultimately we know where that leads. You know, you look at... Um, Tony, who after his shooting is is like he wants to be a better person. He wants to embrace every day as a gift, and ultimately he falls back into his old routines. You right. know, uh, and I could go on and on, but uh, but yeah, I, I I think this this season is interesting in that regard. Anyway, yeah. back to Satriels. Yeah. Agent Harris and Agent Goddard <laughs> show up. Uh, we learn that the reason Agent Harris puked in the opening <laughs> scene because he's picked up a bug in Pakistan. He's on the anti-terrorism beat, which is very timely for 2005 or six, wherever this fucking aired. I don't know. Yep. Uh, 2006. <laughs> uh, terrorism has been timely for a long time now. Um, uh, and he just wants a veal parm hero from Satrials, which, yeah. you know, understandable. Can't, can't, blame him. can't go wrong. Can't right. blame him. We had the scene in the hospital where they go to visit uh, Hesh's son-in-law, Hesh sort of explains what happens. Chris has some great lines. Uh, Chinks did this. <laughs> Hesh gets real mad at that. Smart. Uh, <laughs> but what was the beef there? So Hesh Hesh had some money on the street, and Jerry Torgiano thought that he was like. Oh, but it seemed like he was like because they say like Eli like they call like they refer right. to his son by name. Right. His son-in-law. So it does seem like his son-in-law probably did fuck up hmm. yeah maybe yeah i don't understand because like they're like he didn't do anything eli or whatever yeah. well then, well, then they torciano later is like i i you know if, if i, I would have known he, was, he yeah. was with you right 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 so maybe him and eli have money on the street sure right and, and i guess just because it's new york territory like that some sort of shy there. some sort of shy business right um, we go to the spec car spec house where uh, they're doing a little inspection of the the wood and the grade of the wood. Uh, Hugh DeAngelis, uh, great scene for him. Yeah, uh, he's get lo- Pudgy Walsh on the horn. He's looking extra. I, I don't know if it's the makeup or like obviously he was getting older at this right. point, but like yeah. he looks extra older. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh, yeah, yeah he does. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, oh, but great dead. in that scene. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> he's long dead. <laughs> Um, Great actor, though. But yeah, so the the Carm Spec House is on hold. Um, at Vesuvio's, you know, this is that scene where they're they set up that Vesuvio's is going downhill, the bread museum, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, Johnny uh, is being. It, it's hard to get to Johnny while he's in jail, so they got to go through Anthony Infante, his brother-in-law. Tony ends the scene with, "I can't catch a fucking break." And then the very next scene is the rat and his family uh, dying mid giving evidence yeah, against yeah. him. Mid ratting. Yeah, to yeah. Agent San Severino. Uh, I think he caught a break tone. Uh, and stand up guys like that. It don't make yeah, them like yeah, that yeah. anymore. You know? Yeah, the iron. And then also, like, the other rat in the family, Eugene, fucking also, offs himself. In the, himself. Yeah. It's like, man. So, Tony has Tony, the greatest luck of anybody. You know, well, <laughs> besides getting shot in the gut. Uh, Mean, you know. Meanwhile, like just seeing the dichotomy between him and Carm having the fucking sushi every night, yeah. getting her the fucking Porsche Cayenne, <laughs> like yeah. just fucking doing whatever he wants. And then fucking Johnny Sack fucking rotting in prison. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, like going to have to sell his Maserati to fucking, yep. well, we know he sells it to Chris. Yeah. yeah. You know, breaks his heart. Ginny f- fucking having to do uh, the the, the fucking shower wedding and, shower yeah. like without him there. It's yeah. like it's like it's yeah. So they funny. they stay like a good long beat on Johnny looking at the pictures from the shower, and he's just like you know that sort of sets up uh, later this season the Mister and Mrs. John Sacramento request where he right. cries at the wedding uh, and everything. He's so he's funny. got a soft spot for his daughter, of course. Um, but it, but it's so funny. It's like the whole thing uh, that he describes Livia as like. She's like a woman with like a Virginia ham crying because she has right, no bread. Yeah. It's like that's that's been passed down to her son. Oh, hundred yeah. oh, yeah. percent. Um, at 
at uh, Ray Curto's funeral, we meet Murmur, which we talked about. Uh, this guy's great at forging documents, Tom. <laughs> uh, uh, Dick Barone, we learned Dick Barone uh, died off screen of yep. Lou Gehrig's disease, and Chris makes the same fucking joke every time. Um, yep. uh, Eugene gives Tony a taste of his inheritance, inheritance, which I love, which is out of control. And we see Rusty Emilio, Frankie Valli, uh, uh, you one know, of the great actors. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best. One of the <laughs> yeah. best. Of all time. Mayor right. Munchkinland. Um, it's a good thing he's a fucking brilliant singer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stand-up guys like that. They're a dying breed, which we, we went over. Um, you know. Is Philly a title here? Because I don't want to be caught dead in the same room as that guy. Like, <laughs> they they well, still have oh, the beef, but... All uh, right, all right, Frankie, we got it. Yeah. Tony, right, Tony could... That's a wrap on Frankie for, Valley. Forever. <laughs> Tony could give a fuck about uh, Rusty Emilio uh, and his opinions on. But it is funny because, like, you see, like, like you could tell Gandolfini like loves Frankie Valli, like, because oh, sure. like that you can see the actors like yeah. not faking like the smile like right. when he sees him. Yeah. Right. I'm sure he like fucking loves Frankie Valli. <laughs> right. Uh, Nori Sushi, Carm, and Tony having dinner. We get the new Porsche Cayenne, which. Uh, I don't know. Was was that a was that I a don't know. was that a sponsored uh, like? Our, our, I mean, maybe I, we, no, we get I, the. There's a bunch of sponsorships. There's like the Nesquik fucking like train car. But, I, but and it's stuff. my understanding that HBO does like, not get money from product placement. That seems like bullshit. But um, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, but also it also seems like the fucking car a fucking rich yes housewife would would the have new Porsche would want. It's like yeah, a Porsche, yeah, yeah. but it's not a Porsche right. because it's fucking like an SUV. Like it's like well, also knowing David he looks Chase, like a Rav Four. He, he might have like known someone really annoying that bought one, and he was like, "Well, we're gonna <laughs> right in the same yeah, fun yeah. of this. Yeah, I we're mean, gonna make fun of this car." I don't know if you see. I mean, no, you do, but like, I wouldn't want that car if I was buying a Porsche. You know? Well, yeah, no, but like, yeah, no, but like Carm's the wives so got it because they have the kids, you yeah. know. So like, let's buy a fucking <laughs> sports car. But like, well, right, it reminds me of wives. was it last season or is it this season where where Tony gives uh, no, it's last season where Tony gives AJ the 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 Xterra. And he's like, it's part of Nissan's triple safety philosophy. Like he's like, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. like hitting cues of like the branded content. Yeah, the car, that, <laughs> like, the car that really catches weird. on fire. Yeah. Very, very strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of AJ, you know, there's a scene in the Soprano house where AJ is lending his suit jacket to his friend Matt, uh, and, it, and yeah, Tony's it's like, a conversation I probably have with my parents. Yeah, you'll ne- oh, no, this you'll is never so see familiar. it again. Are yeah. you kidding? You'll me? never see it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll never see You don't again. understand me. You don't understand my friends. You think so you low of people. See, you think so low of people. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You're well, the thing is, suck. you know, Tony's line is, you know, friends are going to let you down, mm-hmm. which Tony's friends have certainly let him down. Pussy, yeah. uh, you know, many of them. Uh, but family, they're the only ones you could depend on. You know, his also uncle funny. shoots yeah. him at the end of this episode. <laughs> so uh, the irony there. Um, yeah. Then we get the one, the singular uh, Melfi scene of this episode. Tony's talking about Uncle Junior, how he was so sharp, and now he's, you know. She's extra testy with him. She is, yeah, oddly. She's like, um, kind of lost her patience with him. Yeah. Well, he talks about, you know, when I'm old, I'd rather my, my family smother me with a pillow than, than let me be that way. And she's like, that's odd you would say that. You tried to smother your mother with a pillow, right. which we saw at the end of season one. <laughs> yes. I just needed a place for my hands to Yeah, be. I wanted yeah. a placeholder for my hands. But also, how would she know that? Like, I don't know. She wasn't there. And I know that the mob was talking about it. I Did think he ever the, mention it? He might have. But, why, but knowing Tony, would he ever, like, admittedly be like, oh, yeah, I grabbed the pillow. I wanted to smother her. But, I mean, maybe. I but, mean, he could have said that in terms yeah. of... Yeah, true, but true. But I never did. And I, right, right, right. But, but I the, felt the urge to... The thing that stands yeah. out to me in this scene is, and this is excellent writing by Terrence Winter, when, when she's like, you know, she's trying to make Tony see how he's, you know, his guilt uh, about, you know, he wants the approval of his mother and his uncle and this and that, and how he's refusing to put Uncle Junior in a nursing home. Uh, she calls it... Uh, a retirement community. He says it's a nursing, nursing home, home. Yeah, for the yeah. first, the reversal there. The entire series, he's been saying, yeah, it's a retirement community. But the irony here is that, like, by refusing to do the thing, 
that got him shot at in season one, putting his mother in a nursing home, is what gets him shot in this right, season. Right, right, right. Uh, if he had put Uncle June in the nursing home or retirement community or whatever, he wouldn't have been shot at the end of this episode. And now he's trying to do the right thing, and he gets fucking shot in the in the gut, which is like yep. such a great like little reversal Poetic. here. Yeah. Um. Uh. Then we get the lens crafter scene, <laughs> the classic lens crafter scene. Anthony Infante talks to uh, Ray John about the hedge thing. Classic yeah. affordable. <laughs> I think the the like um, aviator glasses look better on Tony than what yeah, he eventually the gets. Ar- the Armani glasses look fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah, on they him. Do. Yeah, but either way, he just walks out with the sunglasses because yeah, what the he, fuck is that guy gonna do? Also, uh, he ha- I, he obviously just wants to walk out with the most expensive pair of sunglasses. Right. Uh, at the bottom bin, we get Phil finally showing up to talk this out. The Hesh problem with Tony. Uh, they settle for 50k for the, for the guy. I love the fucking meathead who's like, for the record though, it was a hit and run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it that guy? Hey, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Um, they sort of like tease the New York New Jersey war where 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 Christopher's like, why you always k for this guy? And Tony's like, 200 fucking soldiers in this family. Like, yeah. And Chris is like, I'm not afraid of this guy. Uh, <laughs> oh really? Because you haven't met. Uh... Fucking, what's his name? Bean, not Beansy. Well, what's his fucking name? Uh, 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 Phil's right hand man that like we eventually. Oh, meet. Um, uh, um, uh, Butchie. Butchie, Butchie. <laughs> yeah, you haven't met Butchie yet. <laughs> that like weird glass eyed, like we, yeah. <laughs> one um, of the two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Yeah, that guy rose to the top. Yeah. So out of the two hundred. Um, we're at the Bing. Uh, Eugene brought some Stewarts. Some hot dogs. Looking good, too. Looks good. You know what? The sushi looks great. The Stewart's looks yeah, great. Stewart's you know, this is where we good. first find out Chris is a little capo crinkle now. fries, little fucking oh, yeah. dog. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. And also, we see like very like close to the camera, Vito shoves like a bunless <laughs> yeah. hot dog into his yeah. mouth. Low carb. <laughs> Low carb. Which it seems to me clearly an allusion to his penchant for uh, sucking security guards' dicks. Yeah, um, very uh, yeah. thinly veiled. Thinly yeah, veiled. Uh, Chris is a capo now. He he tells Eugene like, "Hey, there's this guy Fritzy up in Boston. Says Teddy Spiridakis owes money. Uh, you know, the fu- it's final notice time. Uh, so he's got to go up to Boston, kill this guy. If you do it, I'll put in a good word about the Florida thing with Tony. Which never trust Chris because th- this this doesn't work out." It seems uh, like that guy. It's like the too, guy like, who bo- it's like the guy who borrows money from Vito, like knowing that he's gonna get killed. It's right. Like, yeah. Man, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. shitty. Yeah. Uh, so he goes up to Boston. Um, now here's the thing. This guy Teddy Spiridakis. Yes. Initials. T S. Mm. Tony Soprano. Mm. Shot by a guy in a members only jacket. Mm. In in a eatery in a in a restaurant right this is supposedly the first episode of the final season the last episode obviously uh made Made in america America. where tony is theor people theorize killed by a man in a members only jacket uh in a restaurant what do you guys make of that what do you think yeah well coincidence if if you start (laughs) dark side of the moon right (laughs) yeah Right when Teddy Spiridakis gets killed, you know, and you play all the, you know, I mean, come on, come on, you know, it's it's fun, it's fun to pontificate. It's definitely was it was it thought out that far for David Chase to fuck with you? Maybe, maybe I I definitely putting the guy in the members only jacket in the season finale was to fuck with you. Yeah, I've always felt that was that was just a like fucking with you because of the members only jacket, Mm -hmm. right? Because it was so prominent in the this episode, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's I don't think it's a nail in the coffin. I don't think we could like you know. Well, that's that's it. We figured it out. I refuse but, to believe that Tony gets killed in that scene because it makes the series less rewatchable. And I just like I just refuse to believe that Tony gets killed there. Uh, 
Okay, well, we'll get into it on the. We'll on get the, into it, you know. Then weeks in weeks in, from now. in uh, two years when we yeah, finish yeah, it. Yeah. After <laughs> yeah. COVID uh, twenty. After the second pandemic. Yeah. Uh, back in the big pandemic too. Oh god. No. Uh, Sorry, mind. pandemic B. <laughs> uh, Sylvia tells Eugene the Florida thing is a no go. Uh, that's not going to sit well. Uh, we cut to the Stugats. Tony's on the boat. He gets a call from Barbara, who's been watching Uncle June, and I guess her husband. He was on set and <laughs> yeah, inhaled yeah, noxious yeah, yeah. chemicals. Yeah, or he's some... like a prop guy, Tom. I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Maybe. Fine. I don't know. This he, is the first he, we know of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what first he does. First we ever heard what Tom does. Uh, that actor, R.I.P. too. That guy died. That guy died? That guy really? died. Fake yeah. Lachioma? Fake Lock. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Are yeah. you serious? Friend of ours, Steve Lachioma. Yeah. Tremendous he's actor. Look him up. Tremendous actor. He's still alive. Uh, no, he's alive. And um, he could play yeah, very, uh, very Tom similar look very similar. <laughs> in the reboot. He could play, yeah. 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 play him. Yeah. Oh, something happened to me on set. <laughs> so oh, baby. <laughs> Janice can't go look after Uncle June for whatever reason. Tony's pissed. Cuts a bacalaz. He's playing with his trains and the hat and everything. <laughs> yep. This is why you can't go to Uncle June's. Tony says, fuck it. You want something done. You got to do it yourself. Uh, and he says to Bacala, you and I are going to have a talk, which obviously never happens. Dude, I love um, the trains thing, man. Oh, my grandfather was huge into trains. He it, it seems so like trains. out of left field for me, but like, but makes sense for Bacala's character. Yeah, Bacala. I don't know. know. I mean, I like it just because my grandfather loved trains sure. and he had like a whole th- train thing in his basement. Like, like did Bacala he have the best quick one? Um, did no. you have any obvious product placement cards? Not that I remember. No. Okay. They were old. Old <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, I bet. It's a great touch the for Blue Bac- Comet. It's a great touch for Bacalao because you know childlike. the way the uh, he's so childlike, the way he was raised. Even though like his father allowed him to be in the business, he clearly was very sheltered. Mm. He never you know, we find out in Soprano home movies that like he's he's never, never fucking killed, guy, killed yeah. anyone before, so he's still like he's, he's there's a naivete about him you know right so I, I think it, it is a nice touch right um, and obviously we know what ends up happening with him too so it's yeah. it's even it makes it even well, more the way heartbreaking he dies, yeah. yeah you know of course yeah they set it up um, uh, Eugene um, tells his wife you know it's a no go on the Florida thing. She's pissed, obviously. Later, he tries to come in with an optimistic sort of tone to it. You know, a year or two years from now, things could be different. Tony could be gone, which, you know, very well could be at the end of this episode. He's bleeding out on the floor. But before that, you know, he gets a call, and we learn that Eugene is an informant um, with – Agent San Severino, who yeah. is Adriana's uh, point person in the FBI. This is well, the last connected, time we see connect, her in the series. Yeah, con- connected to her by uh, his point person. Right, yeah. But it's interesting that she's there because she must know Adriana's fucking compost by now. For sure. Um, Ray Curto died fucking in front of her in the car. <laughs> right. And now she's going to learn that... Pontecorvo fucking hanged himself like two seconds after talking to her. She, she, you think she quit after this? You think she was just like, I'm out. Time like, to put in a transfer. Right. Like they're dropping like flies out there. So also, her daughter hates her. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, the feds basically more or less tell Eugene, look, Florida was, you just got to, Florida's just one of those things you got to let go. Uh, and that's when we cut to his house. But, looking but at also, pictures. Agent Harris coming back around again, like, you know, maybe that is, like, kind of why he's bopping around again. It's not necessarily because he wants to get a, a sandwich at Satrial's, but maybe he's been told. He's looking, like, he's looking for a new informant. <laughs> no, maybe he's been told, uh, you know, by the by the boss, like, you know, kind of maybe put your beak back in, sure, you sure. know, because uh, Agent says Severino is, like, right. fucking over the shit. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody dies, dies who talks to her. Yeah. Right. She, she might as well, you know, have a fucking Grim Reaper outfit when she talks to these people. Yep. Um, 
But yes, yeah, so Eugene, brutal, brutal scene of him hanging himself. Oh, so brutal. Uh, so I, I had, wa- I was I mean, watching with my foster son <laughs> on my lap today, and you know, I knew that scene was coming. I covered his eyes, and having to cover his eyes for the entirety of that happening just emphasize how long that fucking goes on for. Yeah. yeah oh my god. On. They oh, they yeah, stay. It's so, long. It's so decides the yeah. long. I wonder how they did that too because it's so realistic to the yeah, point yeah. where he's pissing himself at the end, um, which blends into the sound of Tony boiling water for Uncle June's dinner. Yep. Um, we come back and and Uncle June shoots Tony in the gut. Uh, shocking. One of the biggest. Uh, Who's know, down there? In the Artie Shaw. <laughs> yeah, Artie Shaw. <laughs> uh, you know, he thought he was Pussy Malanga. Yeah. Uh, he goes upstairs and hides in the closet while Tony bleeds out. You know, we also see earlier in the episode, Tony, um, you know, weighing himself. And he's like, you know, there was a market. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> James Gandolfini put on some weight in the almost two years between seasons. Uh, and, you know, they they more or less comment on that here. And, and, and later we learn that that might yeah. be the reason that he survived it. There was so much right. padding. Uh, you know, there's a scene where it's just him at that Noru, Nori sushi place where he's just grabbing his gut. Yeah, he's like, and bur- yeah, 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 which is where he gets shot. And, and in subsequent episodes, I think the doctors more or less tell him, like, if he didn't have this padding, like, he might have he, he might have been done. Also, Carmela saves his life. I don't know if you caught, but, like, in one of the scenes where they're at the house, she's like, oh, here's your new insurance card. Oh, yeah. yeah and later we yeah, find out that yeah. if he didn't have that insurance card, he would have been carted off to whatever the fuck hospital that is not as renowned or prestigious for uh, bullet uh, gunshot wounds. Yeah. He might have been done. Um, True. You know, and that sort of ends the episode. Well, we have that scene of Vesuvio's where Karma's blown away by the fact that Angie bought her own Carvette, which is in the middle of Tony. Yeah, it's like Tony gets subs. shot yeah. and cuts to her. <laughs> right. Which I guess is more or less like the equivalent of her getting shot in the stomach. She's so surprised that this uh, ex-mob wife is thriving, which I love. I love right. that Angie's thriving. It's, yeah. It's, you know, so that's something jealous. to root for, yeah. Like she, at the same time that the the spec house is fucked. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she's shown off her stupid Porsche Cayenne that her husband bought for her, and then Angie's got the the vet. But okay. Yeah. That's that's uh, that kicks off our our uh, season premiere. Love it. Woo woo. Love it. Should we? I, I don't have much for fucking internet. Fucking internet. But that's fine. We're running a little it. long, okay. so let's, let's jump in. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, this yeah, yeah. this uh, comment from Luck, Luck uh, I fucking love Tadig. Okay. Uh, in members only. So do I. Was there some sort of symbolism after Eugene killed that one guy, then was staring at the blood on his face in the rearview mirror? He looks at some blood he has on his face, licks his finger, then wipes a bit of it off, then just kind of stares at himself as he wipes his finger on the map kind of prolonged scene in the car so i was wondering if i was supposed to pick up on some satanic black magic <laughs> or maybe even a little scoop of sick shit what do you what do you guys think no we said before i think it's just david chase fucking with us trying to make us think that like this is going to be something that fucks the soprano crew down the line right you know yeah, i think he's a change yeah. man of it's some like sort. A- Right. Is he like, is ooh, he he's gonna, a killer now? Is the DNA going to like come back to haunt him or something? Right. Well, there's that too. Yeah. But yeah, also yeah. but also I think him In the moment that's the, what I thought. The symbolism of him wiping the blood on the map is like it doesn't matter whether you go to Florida or stay in Jersey or whatever. Yeah, you're what you've done yeah. is going to follow you. Right. Right. So wherever you go. Right. Um all right, this one from user Dr. Breakfast 79. Ooh, oh baby. Uh, who took over Ray Curdo's crew after members only when he was poisoned by Tony for being a rat? Besides, seems weird that we never actually get to see any members of the Barisi or Curdo crew. Uh, Curdo crew. They're just sort of there. We're told the Barisi crew is the largest crew of the family, yet we only get to see Larry and that fucking parakeet. <laughs> David Chase <laughs> is a bit of a poseur, you ask me. First oh, of all. Oh, oh. I object to your premise, Dr. Breakfast, because how the fuck did you think that Tony poisoned Ray Curdo? Yeah, what? He yeah, says, what who took means. over Ray Curdo's crew after members only when he was poisoned by Tony for being a rat? Huh? Uh, who thinks that? 
Yeah, I don't know. Stick don't know. to breakfast, yeah, doctor. Geez. Yeah, stick to breakfast. Um, <laughs> does Carlo take over the crew? I don't know. Um, Probably, I th- right? I think so. He sort yeah. of steps yeah, up, yeah, yeah, who yeah. ends, who also ends up being a rat. Right. Yeah. In the end, right. that we find out in the final few episodes. Um, but, Ooh, yeah, I guess. What do we give a shit about? It's not Patsy. Yeah. Patsy. No, it's not Patsy. Yeah. What do, we, what do we give a shit about that crew? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, what would yeah. they possibly add to the fucking show? <laughs> I don't know. You know how Larry? Bur- oh, wait, so Larry Barisi See, is and in Albert, charge. Of- and Albert is the oh. parakeet. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Died on the vine. Died on the vine. But then Ray Curto is in charge of it too. I guess. So where's Barisi and Albert been? Barisi well, was on house Barisi arrest. Barisi was on house arrest. Oh, okay. So he took in charge. Larry. Okay. Larry. Uh, Larry. Maybe. So he's like. Capo probably in name only. Yeah. Uh, oh, whatever. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut shut up, Doctor Breakfast. Yeah, there's just a lot of guys in the mob. Yeah. Uh, this one from user Free Rumham. Nice. Ooh. Uh, always sunny reference. Ooh, always sunny. Yeah, yeah. Would you have preferred the alternate ending to members only? I think it's a pretty common take that the coma saga wasn't that good. I heard Frank Vincent say in an interview, and I confirm this. I watched the interview. That they had him do a scene where he shoots Junior through his window like the mob boss from Montreal. Uh, I wonder if this glorified crew would have preferred that. So they actually shot a alternate scene where Phil Leotardo comes in the window of Junior's home and shoots Junior as opposed to Junior shooting Tony at the end of this episode. Just Why? To, just to confuse people, to, to muddle the whatever might have leaked out from the set. Like, oh, there's a scene where Junior shoots Tony. Well, there's also a scene where where <laughs> fucking Phil shoots Junior, which makes no sense. No sense at all. So they actually uh, filmed it? They shot it. I watched an interview with Frank Vincent, and he talks about how they shot that. So he comes in the window of Junior's what? house. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Could Dude, you imagine like, how insane tap, that tap, would tap, be? Tap, 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 tap. Just so <laughs> unearned. Just hey, like Junior. Junior. Just senile junior uh, watching uh, this fucking, uh, you know, old like TCM uh, and then an eye for an eye. Oh, man. Uh, No, I would not have preferred that. Can we can we can uh, can HBO just release like just all these like (laughs) I do scenes that like, you know, were shot like the LeBron thing. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just get that instead of like. Anything else that David Chase wants to do? Yeah, let's just get one long, long, like long sizzle reel of all the shit that, like, you know, anything from like 2007 to, you know, just like, just like advertise that as coming out for like a year. Yeah, and it'll yeah. get everybody so excited. Yeah, we don't need the bridge series after Many Saints to, uh, like, just give us the deleted shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this final one from Sweaty Freddy. Uh, Eugene in members only. If the FBI had their hooks in him, why would Tony's approval of a move to Florida matter? His only way out would be witness protection, right? I guess the point regardless is he's trapped, but I don't understand how Tony allowing him to move would have given him a way out. Um, and I think that's that's right. Like He was I, never going to get down to Florida. I've always felt that way, but I think that's also kind of the point. And also, I think... He obviously thought that he could duck the FBI in some way because he's been ducking them for God knows how long. Right. Well, he you also know. said, like, I'll come and up and testify at any trial. Right. But but he probably figured, can the FBI fault me for for removing myself from a crime syndicate? <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't want to commit any more crime. I don't want to do this. I, I mean, don't we don't do know. Like, I, I, we don't you know, we never know, like, what he was busted for. Right. So right. it could have been like a lesser offense than, you know, puss was fucking busted right. for. Like pushing H. Pushing, you know. Yeah, Eugene was selling his heroin. son heroin. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but but yeah, I think. But also, I think it's just a, a man who's trapped. Yeah, you're busted. Has... You're busted for wanting to know who your friends, who your son's friends are. You're bu- fucking busted, dude. It's none of your business. Uh, I, I think that's he's parent just, law. That's parent law. You're busted. <laughs> he's got these pipe dreams. It's unrealistic, but he's still got to hold on to something, right? And, yeah, I guess and, that's uh, the whole point of the episode. It's and, like, and just you know, typical Sopranos fashion, dreams, dreams dashed, and yeah. that, like I was saying earlier this episode, 
sets up what the whole season for me is about is not being able to escape the choices you've made for yourself in your life. Uh, you know, the, the, what what could state that clearer than this? Like, there was no way that Eugene was ever coming out of this uh, in a good position for himself and his family. Right. So, um, fuck. So, yeah. Fuck. That's Yo, heavy, really? Yeah. That's heavy, <laughs> Really? That's, that's, that's what life is about? Yeah. No, we all fucking live with your choices, fellas. Live oh, with your choices. No, come on. Uh, I no. won't. I refuse. No, you. You live, no, with, my, you live with my choices. <laughs> that's, hey, hey. That's what you get from the hair, dude. Dog. Uh, you lose your hair, dude, man. Dude. You you lose your choices. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of avenues you could take. And that's all I got for fucking internet. So. All right, good shit, good shit. Hey, folks. You know you, we can hit us up at this point. I assume <laughs> you know that you can email us at osopranospod at gmail Give us a follow on the socials, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Pod, And, you know, uh, give us a five-star review on Spotify, on iTunes. That shit helps. Because, you know, there's still people that are, like, just finding the show and just, uh, you know, want to seek out podcasts about the show for some fucking reason. <laughs> So, you know, and they're not listening to Talking Sopranos for whatever reason. Yeah, they're so, not listening to talk, coming well, to us. Talking Sopranos too long. Yeah. Too, yeah. They don't want to listen to a podcast that's fucking three hours long, <laughs> even if Frankie Valley is the fucking guest. So, you know, look, I get it. You don't always want to listen to the daily. Sometimes you want to listen to all kinds of other news organizations. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, look, we're like the anti daily. So <laughs> the anti-daily. <laughs> we're the anti-daily. All right. Hey, we're in season six. We're in the home Kicking stretch six, six. Day, baby. And until next week. Oh! oh. <laughs>